0: Let me make sure my youtube's going on okay hi everyone you have tuned into that girl jenna caruso on anchor fm streaming live on facebook just a moment we'll be streaming on youtube as well if you want to switch platforms yep here we are youtube let me go ahead and say hi hey youtube jenna caruso that girl on anchor fm also facebook uh let's see we are on TikTok as well, short little videos, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. So, all over the place, and of course, Anchor FM. Let me start off by saying, um, at any point in time you're consuming this content, um, or if you don't want to listen to it, I have an overview or outline on blogspot.com, also under Jenna Karassoa, so if you don't want to listen or if you don't want to look at it, you can just go ahead and read the overview, or over there. Like I said, any point in time you're consuming this content, um, all I can hope is that you're having a good day or night or whatever. Hope it's going well. If not, for that I apologize and I hope I don't waste your time. I'm going to be talking about it really fast. Um, well, let me recap. On Saturday, the 18th of September 2021, um, the title was What Feels Your Fear. And I talked about an interview with Josh Brolin, an actor, and his perspective of fear and how he's just gone, he, he goes through life not in fear, he kind of goes through it unless he says fuck it mode. So I really respect that and appreciate that, but I want to understand how I can get to that state of mind, because you know, he's coming from a different perspective of well, an average white male, me, average black woman, so it's like I have a different sense of i guess i like to call it heightened sensitive awareness and i don't want to live in perpetual fear but so that's what i discussed about last week if you want to check that out in more detail and we talked about as well um yeah safety and that was really the big one was really safety and then what else oh so for today though let me touch on talking about child care discovering that there's professional child care centers out there for career people and um, for schools so if you're a parent or a single mother um there's places out there we're trying to um, bring awareness of those facilities and hopefully implement them more and make them more available for for women and then talking about as well um homeschoolers teachers leaving the classrooms, inserting their own private schools. And then also very interestingly enough, I discovered another, it's called SOUL, Sustainable Outdoor Learning Environment. So um, a teacher has worked through with a lot of other support to um, create an outdoor classroom. And that was in Thousand Oak High School in California. So very fascinating, lots to talk about today. Um, but the one that's gonna be probably a little bit heavier was it's gonna be the treatment of one another um battle of the sexist kind of discussion trying to understand um how do we actually empower women how do women want to be treated um we are you know we're amongst the age of fourth wave feminist and equal rights for everyone so when, when incidences of sexual um assault from both genders you know since we're talking about equal rights for everyone how do we actually handle that and how do we prepare our next generation of children you know, for a world where everything's kind of confusing, or like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know if she was into me or not, and then, the, you know, people were just like, I didn't know what she was wanting or not, you know, it's confusing, so let's talk, let's have an honest conversation about that. So, that is my intro. Again, if you're just now tuning in, this is that girl, Jenna Kurosawa. So, let me just start off on a really happy note today. Because I'm always really encouraged when I come across stories where teachers, despite the harsh conditions, despite the um, unrealistic expectations that they put on educators, and the, you know, various trainings and the different hats that they have to wear, that's not even necessarily under their subject matter that they're trying to teach. They have all these things they have to, you know, things they have to fulfill accomplishments, trainings, so many different things. It's frustrating. I cannot even imagine being a modern-day educator, but there, there are many people out there who were doing that, and God bless you guys sincerely. With that, uh, I was surprised to hear, though, one teacher decided to actually leave the classroom and start her own homeschool, and then i guess people in her community neighbors were like hey we're gonna put our money together and we're going to pay you to educate our children you know so she had a classroom of five kids a little small private school and um i think we're probably going to be seeing more of that um i've already been seeing a huge surge of entrepreneurs um, coaches encouraging people to start their own businesses and do things differently you know we can see that there's been a lot of problems in the public education system not at the fault of the ta- of the teachers the teachers are i mean who really i mean aside from those silly movies that they make you know mocking teachers like you know bad teacher and stuff um there are genuine people out there who want to be teachers and educate and share their information and cultivate the um the learning drive in their students you know i used to be very cynical myself and and I would kind of shut down people's dreams a little bit where I'm like, you know, this isn't a Disney movie, you know, let's get real. Let's be realistic here. And I lost that, you know, childhood joy and that little spark of like, Hey, anything's possible. And there are teachers out there who, um, who cultivate that little spark in their children and their students. And they help to kindle that and grow and teach them to learn and teach themselves to grow. So um, it's very frustrating when you have school systems, that are in poor circumstances based on things outside of their control. There's just so many things affecting public education right now to the point where teachers are like, I'm going to kind of take this into my own hands and move out of this system and take the love and passion that I have and place it this way in this, in this environment and continue to cultivate that. So that's amazing to me. If you're able to do that, good on you. If you're still in the public school system working, like, you know, thank you because children, um, all of us need to be educated. We need to continue that. And that's why I'm constantly in work mode where it's like every opportunity is a learning opportunity. You should be learning something from this experience. Um, Be grateful that you have your mind, you have your brain, like something that I try to keep driving into people myself included because I mean as I'm introducing myself back into the world I'm being pulled into the world that I'm trying to tell people to get out of like the internet world we need to um, plug back into the real world and exercise your mind like that's the most amazing thing to me it's, it's the, the mind your brain how the body works the, the idea that we can have a thought in our brain and then our body does it you know um, some of the things we take for granted, we really do. So that's where I'm like, we need to get our minds fed and seriously educated. And that you know, brings me to my next subject within this subject. Um, I'm hearing more about professional um, daycare providers or people who um, help the caregiving facilities, staff their, um, their facilities with the right type of people. How do you improve the staffing, the education, and the training? So you've got these professional um, child care providers. And I'm like, okay, that's that's awesome. Like next level of like I'm hearing about on campuses, certain campuses will have daycares for the students uh, for faculty. And then certain nursing homes will do this, and you know, college campuses, different levels. Um, and some places, some employers. As well, they have a floor or a section or a separate building that has a daycare center attached to the building so that the parents can, you know, go to work and then drop off their children right next door. Or if they have, you know, a break, they can, you know, enjoy a meal with their child. Or their child, you know, certain days would be able to see what their mother or father does. And also, if we talk about empowering women, how do we actually do that? Because, you know, I'm a huge pro life advocate and I'm like, instead of you know killing off the child, why don't we help the woman at every stage of the pregnancy and just completely take some of those burdens and responsibilities off her shoulders because it's already working itself to be pregnant and then trying to take care of other children or trying to work or trying to go to school. You know, at this point, there's, there's so much independence and people have their freedoms and their rights. And the only people that I'm trying to defend right now are the the unborn children who haven't done anything at all. They're just here. They're, they're already in existence. However, that happened. If you want to debate science or God, it doesn't really matter. They're already here. So instead of them getting butchered and cut out and causing trauma to the mother um, society, we need to step up and offer them the alternatives. I've seen several stories about, you know, young single moms trying to get to college classes and they they're there with their baby and the professors like, instead of being mad they're like okay can i hold your baby or can i hold your toddler so they're teaching the class and they're still engaging with the baby and the mother is able to continue their education i don't see why that's such a taboo idea that society completely changes their their viewpoint on the value of the children of the child of the mother like we're we're treating them like cattle and butchering them or just treating them like one thing or the other it's either you're going to be doing sex work or you're going to be a career woman or you're going to be a baby factory those are the things and like i don't know why they can't coexist together like i mean it's amazing what the female body can do and what we've been able to accomplish through the help of man this is why i say i respect the patriarchy because you got to give credit where credit is due they have not done everything the right way they've you know they're men. Men don't look like women. We're different. So our approach has to be different. And this, the current climate that we're in right now, um, I'm, I'm tired of saying the battle of the sexist. It doesn't have to be, you know, work smarter or not harder. So this is why I'm constantly bringing up the education and protecting the children and strong family units and protecting women who are Generally speaking, not as strong as men. Generally, I know there's a lot of strong women out there. I know. I, and, um, you know, that's, that's amazing. But I'm, I'm going off of just general generalities here. And um, women tend to be um, a little bit more prone and vulnerable to attacks, physical attacks. So that is, that, that's just kind of how it is. It's not really, I mean, it's obviously a bad thing. But I'm not saying that there are not, not women out there who are strong. Um, so, oh, I've got to put up a disclaimer. I speak oftentimes in generalities and I can make blanket statements. So I apologize for that. If you, um, it's, it's, if it gets misinterpreted it, but for the most part though, women generally speaking and, and, um, children need more protection, more physical protection and someone to, um, set the standard high. Like, sorry, feminism only really, really works if you have strong men who are going to, um ward off the men who don't follow the rules that's kind of how it works so as much as i don't like having to have that that is the reality and really fast let me take off a little a little bunny trail um sometimes we can change our perspective on things a lot of times i kind of lament the fact that okay you know not as strong but at the same time it's like Because of me, my position as being a female, um, and all this goes to all females out there because just the simple fact that, you know, you do carry, um, life or you have the potential to carry life and you have more of the nurturing feminine attributes that make you soft and compassionate and, um, more understanding, more empathetic to things. Like you are the ones that we are the ones that we bring out the emotion and sometimes the direction of things and how they go, um very very flexible and fluid so the the female attributes are very very beneficial to society so with that um because we're not as generally speaking as strong i think that we do deserve deserve the protection you know what and I've, i've talked with other people my husband included like why else really why else what what do you guys really want in life you know, I mean, they always talk about the thing they do video games and stuff, and drinking and hanging out with a friend, playing golf and sports, or working on their cars, of course. But, you know, we need to compliment one another. So, back to the main topic about daycare centers. Um, if you'd ever looked up the whole issue with the Industrial Revolution, it has made mention about um, children not actually being able to see what their father does in the household or what he does to bring in you know the money when fathers go back to work or they're in the factories that is when that was the first step you know where children kind of lost the connection of what a father does and some of the, like a layer of respect is taken out and you can't connect what the father does for the house um and then eventually when there's wars and stuff and then mom's leaving the house to go work um it, that affects the family dynamic much people don't want to talk about it that is just the reality. And I think it's important with these potential ideas to have more daycare centers. It's just really for the kids to connect and see what their parents do and to bring support to young moms, real empowerment. And let me just put it out another, um, another benefit. It's more jobs. That's money right there. And, um, that's kind of cool that we're just going to possibly have a new bit of work you know, new workforce, professional daycare providers, you know, for companies and for schools. So just, throwing some ideas out there, but let me go on to another subject that might be a little bit hard to deal with, but some things have to be discussed. Okay, in all honesty, um, the treatment of one another is what I kind of titled this segment because I want to keep it very broad and I want to get into too much details. not trying to upset or trigger anyone. It's a heavy subject, but let me just start off, like, how do we really want to be treated? And especially with women, the question is, how do we actually empower women? Like, because we're in this new era, right? Um, Everyone wants equal rights, women included, with the feminist movement. So how does that look? Because I can honestly see why so many modern men are very confused. Like, do you hold the door open for a woman or do you not? Like, do you pay her a compliment or do you not pay her a compliment? Um, Do you smile or do you don't smile? You know, because guys have a way of trying to let a woman know that they like her, they find her attractive in ways of flirting, where it could be easily misinterpreted as harassment and just not liking it. And then um, it's one of those things where women have, have fought for the equal rights and everything, and the thing is though what i've discovered instead of us taking on um continuing with our attributes and things that make us different and you know unique to men we've we've exchanged it for masculine attributes the things that we didn't like that they were doing where we the women end up doing them and then they end up doing them like to the extreme like take for example um just the basic example of um of intimacy and physical gratification you know women really do not like the idea of we're with a man we're in a relationship and then he decides to go and cheat with another woman right you know we don't like that men have over the course of history of mankind that they're the ones that have the tendency their proclivity to be more promiscuous you know because of whatever hormones just anatomy um whatever reason that's why we talk about the patriarchy and we talk about you know the problems that women face and why I keep emphasizing on how do we actually empower the women so we it's just a biological thing there's a difference in the genders for whatever reason you can take it up with God or you can take it up with nature or the universe whoever you want to claim whatever the reason is that we have the differences um, the biological ones, just generally speaking again, um, it's like that's that's just kind of what happens. like men are a little bit more into that than women. this is, of uh, course, before I don't want to get into that. Let me just just go back to the basics, okay? because we can talk about why things were changing so fast, but that's kind of what we're talking about. so. We're just going off the basics men tend to be a little bit more than women on average so the question is instead of us women maintaining that hey we don't like being cheated on we don't like when you um have multiple girlfriends when we were supposed to be in a monogamous relationship once upon a time you know it was a big deal of a man cheated on his wife if he had an affair You know, at one point in time, I think you were it was punishable upon like jail, like you could serve time in jail at one point. Um, certain parts of the world. I don't I think the United States, it was really heavily frowned upon to step out of the relationship, to have multiple partners, even like with women, it was just not a good thing. So instead of Women who once upon a time who were you know so offended and angry if a guy cheated or had multiple girlfriends instead of us Maintaining that standard and demanding better We just started acting like them You know we just oh well if he can go ahead and you know have X amount of partners Well, I'll go ahead and have an X amount of partners, you know, he doesn't have any consequences people praise a guy for being that way and they look down on a woman for Being that way too, you know, I'm seeing a huge surge of stories about um, the OnlyFans things and What happened with that so many women are, are discovering now that um For whatever reason like It's it's not the same treatment, you know a guy can go and do that and he'll more often than not still get their respect and admiration from his peers and from the women because ultimately I mean that's what it's about I guess right everyone wants to achieve that and women will more than likely not garner that same type of respect um just going off of this history of things in society but the thing is though is with the feminist movement and in women's empowerment that's that's what's what they wanted. That's what we wanted, right? So the question is now though, when we have incidences of women preying on men and they're victims of sexual assault and vice versa. Um I'm just really having a hard time trying to figure out um exactly how how does anyone cope with this? Like in all seriousness, I'm not trying to be like flipping her uh but I can seriously see why, um, like I said before, modern men are confused about like what do women actually want. And I do hope men, if you're confused, if you ever listen to me talk on any of these things, um, usually if there's a negative experience that a woman has with a man um, and that does not get resolved. The chances of it happening again is more often, and then at a certain point in time, there's a level of hardness or a jaded, jadedness, whatever you want to call it. So, by the time you get to this individual, um, it's like expectations, heart broke, you know, they're heartbroken. Very, very low expectations for the average man. So, you often probably see the worst. And yeah, that's what you have to go off of. And I think this is why I'm so adamant. Like Maybe we just kind of need to stop and unplug and backtrack and go back to school and learn what it is that we actually want, figure out what we're actually doing, what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, We've been focused so much about what I want, my happiness, whatever I need to do to get my happiness is all I care about and then resulting in. Um, someone else not being happy and then them, their only focuses them maintaining their happiness. And then life sometimes is a little bit of sacrifice and a little bit of, um, pain and working through the problems. We're so quick to like sedate ourselves in some kind of series or drinking or something, you know, instead of, you know, dealing with the problems so here we are in modern society where we're still having the bottle of the sexes. people are going back and forth at each other so i'm about to point out okay how how do people actually want to be treated like genuinely uh, definitely as a, for women speaking just out there out there in the ether like i'm confused too how do women actually want to be treated what does women's empowerment look like um there's too many different subgroups running around and um it's how do we how do we deal with this i have have really i'm out of words i'm out of words i know i got into a brief discussion today about um what happens when people um experience sexual assault and people are impaired who's guilty who's not do you presume both parties are innocent do both parties need to you know prove their case are they both guilty um my argument with that is ultimately see this is going back you this is why i'm adamant about having a very strong foundation a moral compass a moral guide a moral standard that you can fall back on so coming back you know from my my christian point of view my my, my christian perspective on this it's essentially um if you're not in a i guess if you don't want to say marriage like with a marriage certificate or a marriage in a religious setting and a marriage in a church if you have a consensual agreement or a partnership with someone, okay, then that's, then this is not, I'm not talking to you. This is not at all related. I'm talking to two people who are single and they are impaired and then they get into the sexual relations and then one person cries rape. Um, Who is at fault? If there's, if you cannot determine who really is at fault, like who's the victim, who's the survivor or who's the guilty party, like, how can you actually determine that, right? So my thing is going back to my Christian foundation and roots It's like, I would just say you're both guilty. You both should like be on probation for a couple of months and you can't drink and you shouldn't be doing that. You should know what you're doing, what you're getting into. If I can't determine definitively without a shadow of a doubt that this person's guilty, this person's innocent, then I am assuming that you're both responsible Poor um, choices were made and a small penalty. I don't know. That's I, obviously, there's too many million variables and circumstances to weave through to determine, well, this person did this and this person didn't this. Well, this person didn't cry rape. This person didn't go cry to the police right away. Or this person kept it to themselves for years. Or this person didn't say anything. Or this person, you know, didn't know what was going on because this person was a child. You know, there's so many different stories. Well, this person had these people come over and they were drinking this. Or here's, you know, a grown-ass woman and then she's hosting a high school party. And, you know, there's just... A million stories and variables and contributing factors to you know how a person can end up in a position and can you determine whether or not this person is innocent or guilty who's at fault who's it not it's it's a big mess that's why I'm just adamant about hey probably just shouldn't be doing that you should probably just get married just just pick one person and stick with that person and you guys have an agreement even if you have to sign a contract say hey before we get into the drinking festivities, do you agree? You know, like, that's <laughs> kind of silly, but I don't know. You just, there's a lot of people getting hurt right now, back and forth, not just one gender. It's not about only women's issues or men's issues. Um, I'm tired of taking that argument, like, because we know that there's men out there getting taken advantage of, obviously. Um, and that needs to be spoken of. A lot of men won't talk about it, so... I know, I guess I'll have to do it. And then especially young boys too are getting preyed on by older women. That's very disturbing, you know, and uh, we need to be paying attention. That's probably, possibly why maybe some men in their adult age are more so interested in it because of, you know, past child abuse. We we may never know the full story or the full extent of someone. So um, like I said, I apologize early, you know, if this is a triggering or upsetting topic, But this is something that sometimes needs to be brought up, like, how do we prevent these things from continuing to happen? How can we teach our young children to be cautious and aware of these things and to know what's going on in the world without scaring them, without traumatizing them? Um, As a parent, you know, how much is it your responsibility how much is it the responsibility of the school system? Like, this is another question we have to ask. This is why this, it's titled, Get Schooled. Because so many times in the past, we've had public school systems trying to introduce very, very adult themes to young children. Subject matter that does not need to be introduced until they're actually, you know, I don't know. I think it's honestly the parent's decision, but you can teach, you know, anatomy is very important. You know, we need to teach, be taught the biological functions, but ultimately... I'm under the impression that this is parents responsibility and job and the school systems kind of, um, some of them have pushed certain subject matter and topics that I'm like, okay, it's good to be aware of things and prepare, but it's, you know, also a different thing. It seems like you're grooming them. Like you're actually giving them very, very specific details on how to engage in this activity, as opposed to trying to teach them to be safe um and you know more often than not actually avoid it because there's already enough evidence to support you know a little bit of behavior easily trickles down to more riskier behavior um the whole thing of giving students you know contraceptive condoms there's there's plenty of evidence to support that that shows that um they eventually don't use them but that's for a different day a different discussion i'm just talking this is just an introductory I guess for a potential series of like how do we really give children information about clear boundaries and understanding hey this is not gonna happen if we're in this environment it needs to stop or we need to get out of it before it ends up here um, and really know um, especially for the young women how do you really want to be treated and what does women's empowerment really look like? And, um, yeah. How do we cope with, um, an environment where it's pretty much anyone, you know, we want it to be a happy perfect world where everyone's treated with respect and no one's getting taken advantage of, no one's getting hurt, no one's getting lied to. We keep talking about these things. Um, so, how does that look? And how do we empower the women? And how do we keep families safe? And um, as well as, I guess, yes, I keep forgetting, you know, the young men as well who may be getting caught up in some problems that society often overlooks. So, for that, I will leave you with all these questions more questions than answers. But hopefully, someone else out there will either provide me with more of the answers. Or we will work together for a new action plan to truly keep people safe and that we'll have clear understanding of what it is that someone wants or doesn't want and we can avoid more of these incidences hopefully prayerfully we can work together and figure this out with that though I'm very excited because um, I was going through this really cool magazine the California Teachers Association and i discovered this really awesome um outdoor classroom it's called soul sustainable outdoor learning environment and this teacher her name is let me get the correct name heather farrell from thousand oaks high school in california and it is so far i haven't done any more research i just came up I came across this article, reading it, and I was like, this is absolutely amazing. This is awesome. Um, so I'll, I'll share a little bit of what she said or what her former principal said. I'll give you the direct quote. All right. So it says, in 2017, her former principal, Lou Litchie, handed her a flyer from Schneider Electric. Um A Paris-based multinational company specializing in, in sustainable electricity, showing a concept for a sustainable outdoor classroom, and asked her opinion. And then this is her response. She says, I knew immediately that this was, sorry, that this was what had been missing, Farrell says. Research shows that outdoor learning environments are effective tools to help students learn. Being outdoors also helps reduce stress and increases students' productivity and creativity. So there's a lot more in there another um, science teacher shares his information about um, doing science experiments obviously you're right there in nature and it has you know a huge 85 inch screen tv you know plug-in stuff they have fans Um, i put the link in the youtube description as well as on my facebook page and it's on blogspot.com so you can check out this article from california Teacher association it came out all the way back in june june 8th 2021 and they're talking about unrolling this in the fall so i should definitely follow up and see if it's how it's going and if you are an educator or somewhere you know in a position to teach and educate children definitely check this out especially if you're looking for some alternatives Um, I'm I'm constantly, as you know, on my little podcast talking about getting back into nature, getting back into the simple things. And here is a perfect compilation of technology meets the nature and still being able to teach children and people across the world what can also benefit, you know, through the technology. And they can be outside in their own environment. We can incorporate the homeschool teachers who do in the private schools, you know, And just the amazing things she can do with the technology. So I'm really happy and encouraged um, to see things like this, as well as the daycare centers um, for employers, single mothers or young moms. You know, and fathers as well. Definitely, always fathers. Definitely good for children to see what their fathers do at work and to be engaged and in tune with what it actually means to be a grown-up. Um, there's there's so much that can be done with education, and um, as parents, grandparents, uh, foster parents, aunts, uncles, people who work with um, <clears throat> who are professional care providers, people that work with special needs adults or alternate needs adults. If you're in a position to to teach, educate, and cultivate someone's growth, talking about mentors, learning coaches whoever, these are the things like I am so happy and encouraged to see and I hope that all of us can kind of adopt these things in our communities. And I keep talking about um, making homes and shelters for people and incorporating hands-on learning, taking the students from shop classes, teaching them how to work on cars, um, carpentry, electrical work, plumbing, at this point right now, um, a lot of people can benefit from college degrees, but there's just some people who, honestly, hands-on training and doing physical things all day, you know, it was very beneficial, and it's sustainable, and it's good honest work, and then it's always going to be in need and demand. I believe I read somewhere heard that Harrison Ford, you know, Han Solo, Nina Jones dude, he, at one point in his life, was making more money as a carpenter than as an actor. Um, carpentry, very, very honest living, very special talent, special eye. I can only, I think Jesus's dad was a carpenter. Anyways, I can only imagine working with that. I did a little bit of it in high school in entertainment design. And that was definitely a a great experience. That's why I keep talking about like we need to do more hands-on things, training, for students get them out of the classroom and seeing how what they're learning in black and white on paper How it actually looks in real life it's to see what our parents do to understand how they contribute To everything and you know, we go through life. It feels as if I you know I Have I've been mentioning this book. Let me bring it out. It's been at least a week. Um, it's called do hard things right here I know it might be backwards for a couple of screens. Written by Alex and Brett Harris. The intro by Chuck Norris. It's pretty much saying, you know, a teenage rebellion against low expectations. Like We are barely demanding things from us. And, like, we get to, we get to adulthood and we're just realizing, like, no one really challenged me. No one really pushed me. Very few people really believed in me. I felt like I was just kind of, like, ushered through. And so many things were... Lessons that could have been had. it's just it's no one's fault. Like this is just how life works but sometimes every now and then you just need to stop and think like wait a second Like We're missing something like there are some things missing and like let us let us learn quickly and prepare the next generation And equip them with the little missing things that you know the connecting dots and I think With our society we've been encouraged to have so much independence Um, we have forgotten the true value of the strong family unit. It's amazing how how much value in your life can come in when you've got a strong support system. And if you did not have a strong family support system, I can definitely understand why what I'm saying makes absolutely no sense or why it could possibly anger or offend you. Or um, maybe it could also inspire you to look and say that if you didn't have that as a as a foundation or as your understanding to know that there is um there's a possibility for it still like you could still experience these things or see things in a different way there you know you can build a strong family unit with your peers and co-workers um, find find different support groups out there who are Specifically understand your needs, desires, your interests, things that you're struggling with. This is the benefit and the beauty of the internet, being able to find the right help and the right resources. Again, if, if you didn't have the strong family unit, we need to find you a family. Make you a family unit to find it in the somewhere in the internet communities. There's so many of them. And that is where I am very, very, very grateful for technology. Definitely we re- reach many different audiences and people who were very, very similar to you. So we can help continue to um, encourage one another and build up a strong family unit. And that which ultimately will make society better and society better than you're happier. You're safer. You're more relaxed. You have better health. And you really can enjoy growing and cultivating which is what we were designed to do, you know, plant something, cook something, make something, build something, a car, you know, shelter, house, get out there and get creative, you know? And in the meantime, we can definitely take care of our kids, take care of one another. That's why the question is like, how do people want to be treated? You know, that's how everything kind of ties in. Let me go ahead and transition. Okay, so with that, as always, you have tuned into That Girl, Jenna here on Anchor FM. I appreciate the time that you have spent to listen to my ramblings. I'm hoping and praying that whatever time of day you're consuming this content, that you've learned something, that you've taken something from it. And if not, I apologize for that. I will be back on here tomorrow, eleven twenty-three 23 p.m., twenty-three twenty-three. Just a quick recap again, just talking about the child care centers, people stepping out of the classrooms to either start their own private schools or having, like I said, this slow, high tech, uh, sorry, not slow, it's sole sustainable outdoor learning environment classrooms very very awesome outdoor classrooms thinking outside of the box sorry i had to um very very awesome very very innovative also discussing um how we really want to be treated like what does women empowerment look like um how do we really love one another and empower and encourage and how do we feel safe all really really related all connected and I'm just generally praying and hoping that, again, at any point in time you're consuming this content, you're doing well. I hope you learned something or took something from it. With that, I will go ahead and say good night to everyone or good morning or good evening or whatever. And God's peace. I'll be back on very, very soon tomorrow. And take care.